There's something special about East Wind on Sunday night. And I'm glad we're back in the house of the Lord on Sunday night. It feels so good in the house of God tonight. And we are so glad to have our evangelist brother Dylan Morgan who is coming and presenting to us tonight the word of the Lord. I believe the Lord has a special word for him. Would you welcome evangelist Dylan Morgan. God bless you. Come on unto the Lord all across the house one more time. Let's just love him for a moment. Come on, as Brother Myers so perfectly preached this morning, let's extend our voices to heaven right now. If you have a voice in this place, I'm asking for it to not be silent for the next few moments. Come on, give Jesus an undignified praise right now. Lift your voices, oh ye people. And shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Come on, make hell nervous for just a moment. Let him know we've come to have church tonight. Praise God. What a beautiful presence of the Lord that is in this house tonight. Amen. I want to give honor tonight to... Pastor Myers and Sister Myers and their great family. If you love your pastor, would you give them some noise and some appreciation? Of course, to Bishop Myers and Dr. Myers. What an amazing legacy this church has. If you love your bishop. Amen. I thank God for apostolic heritage I thank God for apostolic leadership I thank God for true apostolic leadership I thank God for leadership that has vision that can see, that can dream that can want things to be moving and shaking and having an apostolic atmosphere, I'm thankful for those kind of places, aren't you? Amen, amen If you have your Bibles, turn me to the book of Acts chapter 16, the book of Acts chapter 16, we're going to read very familiar passage of scripture here tonight and as I was preparing for this I was intending to preach something else tonight uh, and then I was in evangelist quarters trying to get ready and I felt the Lord really shift what I was going to preach and I have some new things that have been stirring in my heart that I wanted to preach tonight the Holy Ghost directed me to something that I have probably preached all over the country and I said Lord I don't really understand how that's relevant he uh, just began to deal with me a little bit about what I'm going to try to preach tonight. And uh, I hope it all makes sense if the Lord will help us. Amen. Uh, turn with me again to Acts chapter 16, verse number 16. If you have it, shout amen. The Bible says, And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, these men are servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. This did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, Command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. When her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace and to the rulers, brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, being Jews, doing exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive neither to observe being Romans they were preaching the gospel and it troubled the whole city the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them say this with me when they had laid many stripes somebody say many stripes upon them they cast them into prison charging the jailer to keep them safely who having received such a charge thrust them say this with me into the inner prison and made their feet say this with me fast in stocks and at midnight I'm gonna give you a really powerful revelation right now Do you know what the word midnight means in the middle of the night at the darkest point of the night they were still willing to lift their voices and praise the Lord. That's powerful, isn't it? 
You didn't even need Greek for that. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, I love that word. I love when suddenly moves into the house of God. There was a great earthquake so that all the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all, somebody say all the doors, were opened. And everyone, somebody say everyone's, bands were loosed. For the next few moments, typically I would preach this, they should have separated us. But as I was talking to the Lord before service, I said, I I just don't see how that makes sense. And he said, they tried to separate you, but they couldn't. So I want to try to talk to you on this subject tonight. They tried to separate us. They tried to separate us. It's going to make sense in a moment. Would you lift your hands one more time? Would you ask that God would have his will and his way in this service? Lord, we love you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Anoint your vessel from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, God. Put your words in my mouth for your people. Lord, allow us to have an apostolic move of the Holy Ghost. I pray that in this service tonight, that every band would be broken, that every prison door would be open. Lord, that there would be such a freedom, God, in this room, Lord, that it would be felt in this neighborhood and in this city, that people would feel the shift that you are wanting to make in the atmosphere tonight, God. Lord, I command it by the authority of the name of Jesus. Uh, And let everybody say in Jesus' name. Before you're seated, wave at your neighbor and say, God can. Now wave at the other neighbor and say, I said God can. Amen. It's in football training camps and practices within games of their future opponent. Coaches and teams begin to assess highlight reels of those that they are going to be playing on game day. I listened to one coach, and he said, I'll sit and watch the opponent that, I, the opponent that I'm going to be playing for hours at a time, just trying to find any particular weakness that I can use against the team of which I'm going to be facing on game day. I think possibly if I could draw a modern analogy to what Peter was trying to say and First Peter 5 and 8 when he said be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion is walking about seeking whom he may devour. It is in this time that it is no coincidence and probably everybody here has felt it. We are fighting a very real adversary. We are up against something that is very real in these last of the last days. Much like a lion that Peter described. But nevertheless, before Peter ever talked about the lion, he gave us a key in being successful against this lion. We find that in the very few words that issue off of 1 Peter 5 and 8. He said, be sober and be vigilant. In this last days, we must be more sober-minded than we have ever been before. That is to be clear-minded. That is to be sharp-minded. That is to be aware. I believe that now more than ever, we must be aware and we must be clear on what we believe and why we believe it. Apostolic young person, it would do you good to understand and be able to explain the oneness that we believe. Apostolic young person, it would do good for you to be able to understand and teach a Bible study on the necessity of being baptized in Jesus' name and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'll go one step further. It is important for everybody here in this very time that we live in to be understanding and clear-minded on what we believe. It's still baptism in Jesus' name. 
It's still the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue. It is still a holy and separated lifestyle. It is still one Lord. It is still one faith. And it is still one baptism. I still believe there's one God and his name is Jesus. Uh, the Jesus we just sang about who has all power over sickness. All power over disease. All power over infirmities. Uh, all all power over mental fatigue. All power over depression. All power over anxiety. All power over marriage troubles. All power over addiction. All power. I can go on and on, but let me just sum it up like this. He still has all power, and his name is Jesus. We must be vigilant on what we believe. And I realize that the more I get to know this church, the more that I understand we are sharp in our one God doctrine. We are sharp in what we believe. But let me go one step further. The apostle didn't stop there. He said we must be vigilant. We must be watchful in this end time of the territory we have gained. There's an old saying, if you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. We must be watchful of where we are at. Uh, I feel an urgency on this graduation night to remind my generation and the generation behind me. Uh, men of God have sacrificed uh, for us to stand on this platform. Uh, and it is our very godly duty uh, to be vigilant uh, of what we have been given. To be vigilant uh, of what we are blessed. I'm not standing here by my own making. Uh, I'm standing here because men of God... Uh, have gone before me uh, in prayer, uh, in fasting, uh, in supplication. Uh, we've got to be sober of the... Let me preach to the graduates for just a moment. Uh, we've got to be vigilant of the ground we have gained. We've got to be vigilant of the territory uh, that has been graced to, to us. Uh, and I said that correctly. Men of God have wept for where I'm standing. Uh, men of God have wept for where you're sitting. Uh, people have fasted uh, and prayed uh, and sought the throne room of heaven. Uh, and it's not our job to get here uh, and throw it away. Uh, it's our job to get here and say, they fought for this uh, I'm gonna watch it uh, they fought for this uh, I'm gonna be vigilant over it uh, apostolic young person uh, this is our territory uh, graduate from the God of your father and make it your God this is your church uh, this is your Bible uh, this is your belief uh, this is your doctrine uh, this is what we believe got to graduate from our God's, our dad's God to our God, our mother's God to our God. This is my God. I know him and he knows me and we've got to be vigilant in this time of the territory we have been blessed with. It's not our job to move markers anywhere but forward. not our time to let our guards down. It's not our time to be, be uh, uh, clouded in our judgment and in, our, and in what we are watching and what we are tending to. Our adversary is studying, looking, watching, learning, waiting to find our weakest moment as the lion. I must remind you what Ephesians 6 and 12 said. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But we wrestle against principalities and powers and against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Our battle is not against one another. Our battle is not against the church down the road or the bill collector or the doctor with the bad news or somebody sitting next to you. Our battle is against a, a very real and present adversary. And we must be watchful and vigilant in this time of what we have been gifted with. Paul and Silas were doing exactly what I was saying. They were preaching Acts 2.38. They were casting out the devils. They were doing everything they knew to do. And yet they were caught and they were brought unto the magistrates. And the first battle that they went through, the Bible says that they laid them on the whipping post. Huh, and they laid many stripes upon them. 
You know, when I got this revelation and what this means, the Lord really began to deal with me. I was working in Louisiana, and a pastor, he asked me to preach that Sunday, and I was like, man... I was sicker than a dog, and then I was like, all right, I'll figure it out. So I started studying, and I started looking, and I started trying to figure out what God wanted me to say. And he took me to this text, and I began to look at the things that Paul and Silas went through. The first battle, the battle of many stripes. And the Lord wouldn't let me leave that one phrase, many stripes. And I felt the voice of God reveal to me that we we probably will never have to actually lay over the whipping post for what we believe. We may never actually take the physical lashes upon our back. So I begin to ask the Lord, well, then what does it mean? What are you trying to tell me? And this is what I felt the Lord told me. He said, this is type and shadow of the war against the flesh. The first battle that Paul and Silas went against was the battle of the flesh. Things that that rise up in their flesh. Things that like addiction. Things uh, that begin to rise up on the flesh. When Paul began to say, I'm I'm at war with something within me. That that battle of the flesh, that spirit and and the flesh are at war with one another. We may never have to actually lay over the whipping post. But we do fight a very real adversary in this day and age. And that is the flesh. Lust of the flesh. I could go all of the sins of the flesh. Uh, And he began to talk about those things. Those are the battle of the flesh. And you're here tonight and maybe you have been in this fight. And maybe you have been warring against the flesh. I've come today to tell you. You're not losing your mind. You're not going crazy. And I know it's been hard and difficult in quarantine. And maybe you've been fighting harder than you normally fight against your flesh. But I've come today to remind somebody. Greater is he that is in you. There's a war in this last days, uh, and it's against the flesh. There's a battle against the flesh, and it's a real fight. It's a raw fight. It's a fight that every day of our lives, we've got to wake up, and we've got to look at ourselves in the mirror. And just like Paul said, I've got to die today because the flesh is real, and the flesh is at war with the Spirit. That fight wasn't enough. After the battle of the flesh, the Bible says that they took them and they thrust them into, somebody say with me, the inner prison. So I began to talk to the Lord as I continued in this journey. And I said, all right, the first one means the flesh, the battle, the whipping post is the flesh. So what's the second one then? The inner prison, not just the prison cell. There were specific prisoners that were meant for the inner prison. That's where there was no light in that dungeon. There was no light creeping through the bars there. It was dark and it was dingy and it was dirty. And there were rats crawling everywhere. And there were things. That's the inner prison. And I began to ask the Lord, so what does that one mean? And I felt a very real voice come into my room. And he said, this is what I feel. And this is what I said. This is what I feel is, is the war of the end time that we are in right now. It's the battle of the mind. The inner prison is the battle of the mind battle right right here the 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 battleground of what i believe is my generation's greatest fight right here insecurities that tell you you're not good enough anxieties at an all-time high antidepressants are, are coming over the counter at rates they've never gone before and you're trying to tell me you think there's not a battle going on in your mind uh, thoughts of suicide across good people you would never think who had thoughts of suicide I've heard the pastors tell me you would never guess you would never believe some of the good people that are at war right here can't think straight, can't sleep at night. When they get to sleep, they're tortured by wicked dreams. They don't understand what's going on. Thoughts of suicide, anxiety so bad they can't leave the house at times. Uh, They're such a hypochondriac. uh, They get a cough and they think they got corona. This place right here. But I've come tonight to tell you, you're not going crazy. There's just a real fight in these last days. I've come today to give hope to the person that feels like uh, you can't think straight. I've come tonight to give hope uh, to the person uh, who is fighting depression uh, and anxiety. I know it's the fight uh, of the last nature right here in our minds. I feel I need to go on just a little further there. Thoughts like you never thought you would think. Things you never thought would race across your mind. The battleground of this church right here. 
in the mind, the battle of the mind, the battle of the mind, the battle of the mind right here. That inner prison fight. If the flesh wasn't enough, you get the flesh died down. But then all of a sudden you start thinking things. The real adversary. And it's the fight of the mind. It's that inner prison fight. You may never actually get thrown in that inner prison. You may never have to actually go down into that deep, dark place. But uh, in our minds, uh, we war. I've come tonight with a message of freedom for those that are battling in your mind. You will leave this place under the authority of the name of Jesus. Free from the things that have been binding your mind and coming against your mind. I'm telling you, there's going to be such a liberty that sweeps across this place in just a few moments. And we're going to bind together with the brothers and sisters that are next to us. And we're about to have a freedom in the Holy Ghost that surges through this place. I know this is different preaching for me, but you hear me under the Holy Ghost. I know what God is commanded me to preach tonight I know you're at war in the mind but I've come tonight to be the mouthpiece of God to tell you you're coming out battle of the mind the inner prison but that wasn't enough we put them in stocks bound their feet up said alright Lord so the first one is the hands you know bound them, bound them in hand and foot and all right, Lord, the first battle is the battle of the flesh, the whipping post. The second one, the inner prison, the battle of the mind. And I said, well, what's the third one mean? And I felt him urge in that spirit of condemnation. Thing that Brother Myers talked about, Pastor Myers talked about this morning when he got on the things that you've been looking at. And, and then you start getting lied to and whispered. You see, this one coincides with the battle of the mind because you're still in the prison. But while you're in the prison, you're also chained down. You feel like I can't get to the altar. I've sinned too great. You feel like I can't, I could never be used by God. There's, there's no way. You don't know what my past looks like. You don't know the type of scars that I have been bearing upon my life. The things that I have to wake up and think about on a daily basis. The things, the faults, the failures. I want to remind you today, I'm not giving you a pass to sin. But I am telling you, there is no sin that is greater than the blood of Jesus. And let me go one step further. You can't ever get so far away from the cross that that sweet, precious blood can run down that old rugged cross. Find you where you're at. And wash you white as snow. We used to sing a song. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. I've come tonight to tell somebody the blood still works. Your sin is not your grave. Your failure is not your destiny. Your failure is not the period. At the end of the sentence, I've come tonight to preach. There's still power in the blood of Jesus hope in the blood of Jesus freedom I feel the Holy Ghost moving in here some of y'all need to shout for a few seconds the blood's at work some of y'all need to remind that devil I've got the blood I've got the lamb slain from the foundation You're coming out of this place free from condemnation, free from anxiety, free from depression, free. Somebody praise the Lord for just a moment. Come on, somebody praise the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord. Somebody get a hold of that crimson stream of the blood of Calvary. Somebody get a hold of that precious blood. Get it all over your life. Remind God. Come on, worship him for just a few more moments. There's a liberty that's in this room right now. There is a freedom 
that is in this room tonight. I'm telling you, there's some people I feel in the Holy Ghost. You've been toting baggage around for a long time. You toted it all the way through quarantine, into 2020 and through quarantine and Corona. And you've brought it to the house of God tonight. And you thought you never had a hope beyond lugging that around. But the Lord is here for you tonight. And he's ready to take that weight off your chest. He's ready to take that weight off of your life. Quit carrying it around and get under the blood of Jesus. Quit carrying that mess around. Quit going back to it after you get it off of you at the altar. And let the blood be the blood and do the work only the blood can do. The blood still works. They were beaten, whipped bruised in a prison tied up in stocks and bonds no hope of a tomorrow but he made a mistake in all of it he put Paul and Silas in a jail cell together and where two or three are gathered together in my name There I will be in their midst. So let me go ahead and just wade off into this virus that tried to separate us. Thought it would win when it got us out of the building. Thought it would win when it pulled us out of our normal chair. Thought it would win when it would not let us in the building on a Wednesday or a Sunday. But what it wasn't ready for is a man of God that said we're going to have church every night. What it wasn't ready for was us to start connecting on Zoom. What it wasn't ready for were small groups to start joining together in their met. You were never separated. It tried to separate you. It tried to break you up. It tried to cause disunity. But the body said, you can't separate me. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. I'm here tonight and I'm together. They tried to separate us. But we're here. But we're here but we're here Paul meets Silas find your praise partner and let a voice go up we're together we're together we're together they tried to separate us they did their best Tried to get us out of the building. But boy, they sure wasn't expecting us to have church seven nights a week, were they? They sure wasn't expecting us to start having small groups. They sure wasn't expecting us to join together on watch parties on Facebook. They sure wasn't expecting us to start having Sunday school productions two or three times a week. They sure wasn't expecting us to come even stronger than we ever were together before. And it doesn't matter if you're beaten, if you're whipped, if you're bruised. If one can put a thousand to flight and two can put ten thousand to flight. I'm looking at an army in this building tonight that no devil in or out of hell. That no flesh, no anxiety, that nothing in or out of this world could ever stop the body of Christ from coming together. Lifting your voices as the men of God preach today. Paul and Silas, all they had to do was let a praise go up and when their praises went up their shackles come off their prison doors open you said I barely made it out of corona but you're here I barely made it out of quarantine but you're here I barely made it out alive but you're here I was struggling but you're here I didn't think I could make it but you're here I didn't think I could do it but you're here a threefold cord is not quick broken. I'm looking after your 400 people who ought to praise the Lord because we're together because we're together because we're together because we're together Ever heard the story of the three Hebrew boys? 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That wasn't their Hebrew names, right? Their Hebrew names, Shadrach means Hananiah, which means Yahweh is gracious. Can you be Shadrach for me, Hananiah? This will be my Hananiah tonight. Yahweh is gracious. The living God is a gracious God. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be holding this mic if he wasn't a gracious God. And there's some of y'all, if you'd get honest, you probably wouldn't be sitting here if he wasn't a gracious God. But the blood still works. But Calvary never stops reaching. For it reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley. It's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never, never lose its power. He's a gracious God. Meshach is Mishael, the one who is like God, made in his image, fearfully and wonderfully made, carved out by his fingerprint, designed by his perfect blueprints, made exactly how he wanted you to look. And there's one thing that tries to get in our minds is that spirit of insecurity that starts talking to you. You're not good enough. You don't have what it takes. You don't dress like he does or she does. What in the world makes you think you could sing or preach or teach a Bible study or be a teacher? You don't have the money they have. You don't have that talent. You don't have that. Let me tell you something. You were made in the image of God. Fearfully and wonderfully made. It doesn't matter where you stand with your bank account or with your color. God made you how he designed you to be made. We all bleed red and we were all made for the purpose of the kingdom we are fitly made for this body you have a purpose in the kingdom of God you have a destiny in the kingdom of God Abednego or Azariah Yahweh has helped he's a helping God he's a very present God in the time of trouble He'll reach down right where you're at when you don't think you can do it and can't make it. And he'll say, I just wanted to see if you'd trust me on the journey. And he'll reach down and pick you up out of the gutter and say, son, daughter, child, I just wanted you to know I'm always there. I may not be there when you want me, but like the song says, I'll be there right on time because he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He's a helping God. My point is, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were powerful alone. You're powerful. You're powerful. You're powerful. They were powerful alone. But where that old dumb dumb of a king messed up. He should have had three separate furnaces or something. But he literally smushed them together. And he said, not only am I going to put them together, I'm going to bind them with rope. And then I'm going to throw them into a fiery furnace so hot that when the guards put them in there, they, boom, were dead just like that. And this is what the king said. How many did I throw in the fire? Well, three got bound. Then why in the world do I see four loosed walking among the furnace? Because where two or three are gathered. I know you're with your brother and your sister on a Sunday night and you didn't think you were going to make it out alive and they tried to separate you but guess what saint of God guess what brother guess what sister we're here yes by the grace of God yes by his blood and by his mercy we're here somebody ought to shout with a voice of triumph somebody ought to praise the Lord you ought to join together with your brothers and with your sisters we're here we're here we're here praise him praise him praise him let everything that hath breath let everything that hath breath remind the devil you should have never let me get back in the building remind the devil you should have never let me walk in these doors
Come on. That's not good enough. For a few more moments, would you just praise the Lord? This is what he tried to prevent. This is what he was hoping would never happen again. Men and brethren, brothers and sisters, lifting up their hands, lifting up their voices, and letting the enemy know, you should have never let me back in the building. I'm here. And when I get together, if one can put a thousand and two can put 10,000, we're about to change the atmosphere of Palm Bay. We're about to shift the atmosphere of Melbourne. We're about to let every devil in this area know we've got it. We've got it. Come on, shout. Shout unto the Lord. I got more to say, but there's something boiling in this place right now. There are some people in this place that thank you guys that did not think you were going to make it back to the house of God. You made it, but barely. But he shouldn't have ever let you make it. Should have kept us away. But we're here. We're back in his presence with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We are the ecclesia, the joined body of Christ. We're the apple of his eye. And when Paul and Silas made it into that prison, tore up from the floor up, dragging themselves, beat, busted, and disgusted. Paul looked over at Silas Silas looked over at Paul and I think they started saying I I gotta praise I gotta praise and I gotta let it out I gotta praise and all of a sudden those chains on them started to maybe do some tinking some noises maybe started coming out of their chains and maybe they started hearing the prison doors going and Paul said, we better sing a little louder. I. If y'all heard the man of God today, he said, if he can do anything to win, he'll keep you silent. But if you got a voice in this place tonight, you ought to let every devil in hell know. You ought to let every unsaved person in this city know. There's a place of hope. There's a place that will free you. There's a balm in Gilead for you. There's healing somewhere for you. And you just start saying, I, I got to praise. No, I'm not perfect, but I'm still a praiser. No, I'm not whole, but I'm still a worshiper. No, I ain't got it all right. But let me tell you something. I, I've got to praise. And I'm with my brother and my sister. And we're going to let hell know you should have never let us get back together we're here we're together we're together we're together I'm, I'm done stay standing with me I think I've sucked all the air out of this place anyways But if there's one thing I've learned in my short time in doing this, there's just something about the body. When it comes together, there's something about the assembling of the body. 
And tonight, with the freedom and the liberty that is in this place, I know we can't all hold hands and like we want to. No. Be all unsocial distancing. But we're together tonight. And we're about to open every prison door in this city up. And we're about to shake addiction off of anybody that's got it in this room. And we're about to shake anxiety off of anybody that's in this room. We're about to shout depression off of our brother and our sister. You're going to shout it off of them. They may not be able to get even to this altar tonight. But if you have that ability, you ought to say, I know you're barely making it. So I'm going to go down there and be your brother and bear your burdens and praise for you. He said, bear ye one another's burdens. I may have a whole hand and you may not. Or you may have a foot, and I may not. But when we come together, we'll hobble our way into a praise break. My grandpa used to be one of the craziest shouters you ever meet in your life. And he's really weak now. And he can't shout like he wants to. Every now and then his foot will do something like that. But I love preaching at home with my dad. Because when my grandpa really gets to feeling it. He'll just start swinging that handkerchief. He's not able to shout, but I think God knows that that's all he's got right now. So if you can't dance in Boogaloo, as Brother Arnold would say, you need to get your handkerchief out. But all you young bucks, your excuse is null and void. And you're not about to say that you can't. And you're not about to pride yourself out of shouting. You're going to take praise 101 here tonight. Sometimes you got to take the coat off and loosen up the tie and unbutton the top button. But there's some young people that are going to dance here tonight. You're going to graduate into a praiser tonight. We're going to show them the praise corner. It's not void just because you can't do it anymore. I'll praise in your stead. I wish a David in this place would rise up right now and just start praising the Lord. I wish a worshiper with such intensity would shed your... Do whatever you got. And just start praising... Some of you young people better get out of your pew and not let that elder outdance you. God have mercy. You ought to pray. somebody dance like your Paul and like your Silas. Come on, dance before the Lord. Worship before the Lord. Come on. Shout to the Lord. The voice of trials. Let everything, let everything. Come on. I wish somebody would pray.
more time on whenever hand lifted before they get singing again. I want your voices to shred this atmosphere for the next few moments. I'm talking about a holy praise. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, you are about to open prison doors that have been, had you bound for generations. Those generational curses that they say was passed down from great grandma and great grandpa and, and you've been fighting that mess that you've always been fighting. I'm telling you, if you'll let a voice of victory as a man of God preach come out of your mouth tonight. I wish there would be some people that leave here as hoarse as I'm about to be. I wish you would shout until you were blue in the face. And until you feel what's been holding you down come off of you. I can see it in your eyes. I can see it on you. And I'm telling you it's going to come off tonight. I got to... There's a holy boldness coming over me and I got to be careful. There's some of you that have been fighting mess. You're tired of fighting and you're so sick and tired of going to bed with it. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, you'll wake up in the morning with a freedom you've never felt. You'll wake up tomorrow with something you've never experienced. But you got to open your mouth. Jesus name, loose your mouth, loose, loose it, yes, hallelujah, come on, shout, shout, Jesus, shout in Jesus' name.
some of y'all just got prompted to go lay hands on somebody. I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, move. Healing just walked into this building. Go find somebody to lay hands on them. I'm going to tell you like Brother Stone King said last night. Go in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. Go after Lobo Come on, that's it. That's it. Lay hands on their head and call it out. Jesus name nothing's holding you nothing's holding you go in the name of Jesus go in the name of Jesus miracles are in the building healing is in the room young person you've got the authority lay your hands on somebody's head mama Lay your hand on that baby's head and call it forth. Daddy, lay hands on your family and call it forth. Go, 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 go. Generational curses are falling in Jesus' name. Sickness is being gone in Jesus' name. Disease is drying up in Jesus' name. Cancer must go. It's a go. Go. If you're feeling a nudge, I'm telling you in Jesus' name to go. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got the authority. If you feel even the slightest nudge to go pray for somebody, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, go. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Healing and the gifts are flowing right now. Go in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus. You know somebody that needs the Holy Ghost. Go lay hands on them. Go in Jesus' name. Be led by the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. You've got the authority. Be led by the Spirit in Jesus' name. Come on. This is the time of the 11th hour worker. Open your eyes to the things of the Spirit right now. See what God is asking you to see and go. Ask God to reveal it to you if you aren't feeling it and then go. But go in Jesus' name.
That's it, young people. Get a big old drink of it. Walk out of this place saying I'm an apostolic. Walk out of this place saying I've got the authority on my side. I've got the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it in Jesus' name. Go. Go in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. That's it, apostolic, lay your hand on their head and watch them get healed. That's it, apostolic, lay their hand. Lay it on their head in Jesus' name. 